Welcome to another edition of the Grifters Illivised podcast. I'm Stevie G, and I'm flying solo tonight. Hope everyone out there that's listening is staying safe and healthy and happy. You know, can't forget about the mental health and keeping yourself in a good frame of mind during these times, especially during the holidays. They're already tough enough on some people. Be nice to everybody you see. You know, wave, say hi, ask how they're doing. Check up on people you haven't talked to for a while or you haven't seen for a while. And I know it's a scary time for a lot of people. We have the COVID cases rising all across the United States. And it's scary. You know, people worried about catching it. People are fed up with everything. The masks, with the mandates. And listen, I understand. People don't like being told what to do. I don't like being told what to do. But when it comes to something like this, you have to listen to the experts. Whether you believe it or not, you need to check your ego at the door here. I've seen a couple times here in Western Pennsylvania, I've gone to the grocery store and master mandated, no problem. Throw it on, go do your shopping. When you get outside to the parking lot, take it off. But there's people in there arguing about having to wear the mask, saying it's taking away their rights is the big argument I hear a lot. And they're standing there arguing with a worker who's just trying to do their job. Arguing with that person isn't going to change any policy. It's not going to change anybody's mind. You're not going to get to wear, not wear your mask. All you're doing is arguing with somebody who's working in your community. Why? What's that going to solve? Nothing. And at this point, if you're not wearing a mask, take politics out of it. You're not proving anything politically by not wearing a mask. You're not going to change anything that the Republicans or the Democrats think. All you're doing is hurting your local community. With cases rising, you should be wearing your mask. The first round of lockdowns, we saw a lot of businesses go under. Restaurants, gyms, hair salons, barber shops, you know, people who just couldn't afford the lockdown. You would think that would have been enough for people to realize this is affecting our town. This is affecting our neighbors. This is affecting the places where we like to go, where we like to go out to eat, where we like to shop. And now here we are with cases rising at a rapid rate again, and people are still arguing about the masks. You're not helping anybody by not wearing a mask. If you think masks are useless, they don't solve anything, they don't provide any protection, that's fine. You're allowed to have your own opinion. But not wearing them into a store or a gym in your hometown isn't making some big political statement against whatever political party you want. It's harming your local area, your neighbors, your community. Those people need their businesses to stay open so that they can make money to feed their families. That's all they're trying to do. They're not the ones out there making the policies. Okay, They have to follow the guidelines set forth to them by the state. They're a business. They have to. They don't have a choice. So why would you make it harder on them? Not only going there and causing a scene by not wanting to wear it, but then possibly exposing people, and making the numbers go higher. I know 
a big argument I see online is people saying the survival rate of this. It's very high. I get that. It is. But if you haven't noticed, the politicians are trying to lower the number of cases, irregardless of survival rate. They don't want the medical systems overloaded, which is understandable. I 100% back them for this. If you want to make a statement that you don't believe in masks, that you don't think they do anything, then do it in your front yard. Do it in your driveway. Start a YouTube channel. Start a podcast. You'll probably be more popular than we are if you're out there saying not to wear a mask. There'll be a lot of people who want to join with you and agree with what you're saying. That's great. Do that whenever you want. But when you're outside in your communities, you have to wear a mask. It's going to benefit everybody. And then next year this time, hopefully the vaccines are out and you can go in any store you want. Masks won't be required. And you can say how bad the masks were, how bad you hated them. You can complain all you want once we get through this. But we all got to come together on this. We all got to help our local communities, the people working in them, the families they're trying to support. And if we do go to another lockdown, which could happen, don't forget to get takeout from your local restaurants and tip. I know a lot of people, I don't usually tip on takeout, but during the lockdowns, I do because those people are really hurting. They're not getting the tips from the people coming in to sit at the tables that they normally do would help them out. So tip on, even on takeout. And let's come together and let's help these communities. Because I don't want to see small businesses closing. That's not what we're here for. We're here to help each other. We can complain and argue once we're through this. I did see today that I believe it was Pfizer is going to ask for emergency approval for their vaccine tomorrow, which is Friday. More than likely, they're going to get it. And they're saying that doses could be out relatively quickly. And that's a great sign. You know, we need to start with the vaccines as soon as possible. Forget what the other Moderna, I think it is, also has a vaccine that's going to be coming out pretty soon. So that's great news. We've got two companies able to start producing vaccines. And hopefully these two companies share with what they already know with others so that they can start making vaccines and we can get a lot more people vaccinated quickly and get through this. But enough about the serious mask talk. I'm sitting here watching Thursday Night Football. We got the Seahawks and the Cardinals on. Good game so far. 7-7, second quarter here. In two of my leagues that I care about, I had to pick up Carlos Hyde. In the ESPN league, you always hear us talking about that Adam, DB, and Barone and I are all in. I have CEH from Kansas City and DeAndre Swift from Detroit. And I was looking forward to this week because Swift had a big game last week. I figured he was going to start getting the majority of the carries. And CEH was on a bye last week, so he was coming back. Luckily, I checked before this game. All of a sudden, DeAndre Swift's in the concussion protocol. And the NFL concussion protocol has five steps. And they don't see a way for him to clear it by Sunday. So that was great. And then I see CEH has come down with an illness. Now, in prior years, wouldn't he have even worried about the illness. Unless they were saying it was the flu or something and he wasn't going to play. You would, you would known 
on Thursday how it would be for Sunday. But in today's day and age, it could possibly be COVID, like we were just talking about. And if it is, he's not going to be playing Sunday. So I could have been down two of my starting running backs. And this late in the league, anybody that plays fantasy knows trying to find someone on the free agent wire isn't an easy task. So I took a quick look today, and I saw Carlos Hyde was out there, and they said Chris Carson wasn't going to play, so he was going to start. So I picked him up in two of my leagues. I hate I hated picking him up for this one reason. I have DK Metcalf in both of those leagues also. And I don't know about anybody listening, but I hate in fantasy having two players from the same team, unless it's a quarterback and someone else. I hate having a receiver and a running back on the same team. I feel unless they have a huge offensive explosion, you're taking carries and points away from each other. In this case, I didn't have a choice. I had to grab him. He was the best option out there. So hopefully, Seattle starts scoring a lot more. Metcalf already has a 25-yard touchdown, which was nice. But I don't think uh, Hyde's been doing much. He's coming back from injury too, so maybe maybe they're limiting him. I don't know. But in that league, I have a two-game lead on Adam, who's fighting to make the playoffs, with three games remaining before the playoffs start. Well, there's a nice run by Hyde. And I play Adam next week. So I, I want to win this week. And I don't know if I'd rather Adam win this week or lose this week and be out of the playoffs already. I'm guessing I'd rather him probably win so that that way when we play each other next week, I can talk trash all week. Because even if I lose, I won the first time we played, so we would be one and one. But I'd really love for all the crap that he talked on draft day about my team for him not to make the playoffs. First and goal. No, first and ten. Oh, nope, that's not my guy. Crap. I'll lock it. Seattle has so many weapons. I believe the last time these guys played, Lockett had a huge game. Oh, well. Steelers play Jacksonville this Sunday. Should be an easy game. Jacksonville is one of those teams where I always feel like they beat the Steelers. I, I don't know what the overall record is, but it's just every time they seem to play Jacksonville, they lose. And that's going back to like the Mark Brunel days when Jack Del Rio was the coach. They had Maurice Jones-Drew. I, it just seemed like even if Jacksonville was supposed to be cakewalk for the Steelers, they always had – oh, he missed the extra point – they always had problems with Jacksonville. And now here we are. Steelers are 9-0. They have a big game on Thanksgiving. They play Thursday next week against the Ravens. And we all know how important that game is to the Steelers. So I could see them going into Jacksonville and losing this game, even though they should have no reason to. I heard someone say, I can't remember who it was, and this is an accurate de- description of Tomlin. He's the ultimate coach to your opposing talent level coach. When we have big games against Baltimore or other good football teams, he's prepared. They look amazing. Then we play teams like Jacksonville or earlier this year we played Dallas, was it two weeks ago, and almost lost. To I can't Cooper Rush was their quarterback, I think. He was in the AAF. Before that, I believe, like they were so decimated with injuries and we barely escaped with a victory. 
and now I'm worried about this Jacksonville game. It's a perfect trap game. Not a very good team. Big game, division game on Thursday. That would be great if you won. I'm going on the road. I'm still going to say they win, but this is the type of game that they would normally lose. And even if they lose it, it hurts to get the number one seed, but they still have a two-game lead on Baltimore. It would just make Thanksgiving game so much more important. And it was very nice to see Baltimore lose to New England Sunday night. That really helps the Steelers out. Gave them a three-game lead in the division. Gave them a three-game lead in the division. They still have a one-game lead on the Chiefs for the overall number one seed, which this year in the playoffs, the overall number one seed is the only one that gets a bye. And seeing as how the Steelers had to move their bye week because of the Titans getting COVID, it would be very beneficial to them to be able to sit out that week. But number one is win the division. At least you'd be at home until the AFC Championship game. So that's number one. If if you can still get the overall number one seed, but by all means you still play for that. Goal right now should be the division. This team this year seems to be more focused on winning football games than in the past. I would expect them to have a good showing in Jacksonville. I'll be watching the game, and uh, hopefully they get the W. My mind was a little off there, I understand. I just saw a commercial for Ohio State, Indiana this week, and it made me think Penn State. For those of you that don't know, uh, Penn State's my favorite college football team, and I love college football, and they're 0-4, and they are terrible this year. Kind of makes me glad that we can't have fans because that's my favorite part of college football is the fans, the atmosphere, the bands, and for all those people to be going, watching an 0-4 team, it just sucks. And I, I, didn't expe- I didn't expect them to be that good this year, but 0-4, I mean, Indiana is a lot better this year than what they have been, and we should have won that game. All we had to do is take a knee. Losing to Ohio State, not a big deal. They're a great football team. Maryland and Nebraska back-to-back losses. And not only back-to-back losses, but they were never really in the Maryland game, and they were only in the Nebraska game at the end. One of the big reasons, I think, is our quarterback play this year. Clifford didn't impress me last year, but it was his first year as a starter, and we were coming off of having Trace for all those years. So, you know, cut the kid a break. You know, he's trying. He's a college kid. He's not out there. It's not like he's out there trying to lose. But he didn't impress me that much last year. But he has really gone downhill this year. Watching him play, it reminds me of my my favorite football movie, The Replacements. It's where the professional football league in that movie goes on strike and they bring in replacement players to fill the roster and continue playing. Keanu Reeves is in that movie. He plays quarterback for the Washington Sentinels as a replacement player. His name's Shane Falco in the movie. Gene Hackman's the coach. And there's a specific scene in that movie where they're all in the locker room and Gene Hackman asks, what are your guys' fears? And the one guy says, spiders. And they're like, oh yeah, I hate spiders. You know. The next guy says, bees. And they're like, oh yeah, I don't like bees either. And Gene Hackman says, no, no, that's not what I'm talking about. What are your fears on the field? And someone's like, you mean like bees on the field? And he's like, no. And 
Keanu Reeves' character speaks up and he says, quicksand. And they're like, oh, yeah, I hate that stuff. And Gene Hackman says, he, I don't think that's what he meant. He didn't mean the literal quicksand. So they ask him, Shane, what do you mean? And he says, quicksand. Like when you're on the field and one thing goes wrong. And another thing. And another thing. And you're trying to play better. I can't remember the exact wording, but the, the thing is you're trying so hard to stop making the mistakes that you keep making more and more and more and you're drowning yourself like quicksand. And that might be a great metaphor for not only Sean Clifford this year, but maybe the whole team. You know, because the defense has given up four straight opening drives of 75 yards or more. So maybe they're all just trying too hard. They know that they're supposed to be better than this. Their expectations are better than this. You know, they know the fans' expectations are better than this. But at this point, your own four. Just relax. Go out there. Have fun. I mean, you're not making a great bowl game this year anyway. If they are even having bowl games, I'm not sure. So just go out there and play. Let your ability take over. You know? This year might be a wash, but you can still win some games. You can still build for next year when there's going to be fans there, where there's going to be excitement and the band and all the electricity that comes with playing in front of 100,000 people. You know, build for that. Get better at your at your craft, whatever it is. I'm still going to be a fan. I'm not a bandwagon guy. You know, I'm going to ride or die with them. And this year, 0-4, I'm just glad we're not playing Pitt. That's all I got to say. Because I could not take hearing not only Adam, but my other friends, my in-laws, who are all Pitt fans. I, I could not stand hearing from them this year. Because I, I don't think we would have won the game. I think Pitt would have won, and then I would have had to hear about it. And I just don't want that. So I'm very glad that we're not playing Pitt this year. And they got Iowa this week. You know, a winnable game, another winnable game. I would expect to see Will Levi's in at quarterback. I, I think I think Clifford's done, at least for the year. Maybe, maybe even his career at Penn State. He's only a junior, but we don't know. But at least for the year, I'd shut him down, get his mind right, let him recoup. And it's not all just the players. Franklin's been severely outcoached, at least in three of the four games. Ohio State, like I said, is a great football team. It was actually the best game Penn State played. So I'm going to cut him a break there. But those other three, like that Indiana game, how you cannot pound it into the kid's head to not score a touchdown, if they let you go, just kneel, it is beyond me. I mean, you win that game, it probably cha- it would change the course of the whole season, but it's just... They don't seem prepared. They don't seem to have any energy, any urgency, and that comes from him. And I like James Franklin as a coach. He's a great recruiter. He brings in talent. And we just signed him to extension, which I loved. And maybe maybe the same thing for him. Maybe he just needs to loosen up and have fun and enjoy the rest of this year. So I wanted to end with this today. I just saw that uh, the Fresh Prince cast got together for a reunion on HBO Max which I think I have, so I'm going to watch that. I'm interested. And we've talked about The Fresh Prince on here before and how it was one of my favorite TV shows growing up and how important and impactful it was without me even knowing. It's kind of like Family Matters, where as a white kid watching those shows, it didn't seem any different 
than any other show I was watching. Looking at it from a little kid's eyes, it didn't seem any different than what my family was. And that was great. We need more of that. We need more TV shows to show that we're all the same. We all have our same problems, our same issues. A show like The Fresh or Fresh Prince shows that a lot, all of our families are, are similar. We all have like a crazy uncle or something. We all love each other. You know, we all, we all fight. But at the end of the day, we're still family. We're all there for each other. And I, I loved Uncle Phil on that show. The way he was with Will, it was great. And unfortunately, uh, James Avery has passed. So he didn't get to be on the reunion. But I love the, I loved that show growing up. We've talked about the scene with him and Will after Will's absentee father came came back and left again and how it was improvised and all that. So I was glad to see that they got back together to talk about it. I'm looking forward to seeing that. <laughs> One of the funniest parts of the show, if anybody hasn't seen it, you can go back and watch, was they would throw Jazz out the front door all the time when he would come visit. My favorite episode of The Fresh Prince, I said this before, was... Uh, the pool cue episode where Will got hustled at a pool hall and Uncle Phil goes down to that same pool hall and acts like he's never played pool before and gets smoked the first game. And he says he wants another chance. And the guy says, I couldn't play for less than, I don't remember what the number was, $800 a ball or whatever. And Uncle Phil's like, $800 a ball. Oh, okay. And the, Guy is starting to walk away, and he goes, Jeffrey, break, break out Lucille. And Jeffrey breaks out Uncle Phil's personal pool cue. It was great. That was my favorite episode. I remember it to this day. So, again, I'm looking forward to seeing the reunion, seeing what they have to say. And next week's Thanksgiving, so hopefully we can get the guys together and do an episode before that, do some Thanksgiving talk, see what people are doing, if they're having people come over or if they're just – Going to have a small gathering. And I'm sorry if it's just me tonight, but I wanted to get one out. Try to get one out every week, so even if it has to be just me, I'll get better, I promise. As always, thanks for listening. Share us with your friends. Uh, interact with us on Twitter, Grifters Ill Advised. Also on Instagram, Grifters Ill Advised. You know, if you have any questions or if topics you think we should talk about, let us know. And uh, thank you.